today on CityCast Salt Lake. Climbing gyms are an institution in this city, and whether or not you've been to one, you might already have an opinion about whether it's a space you'd feel comfortable in. I know I do. Newsletter editor Madeline McGill is our resident climber, and she thinks about this stuff a lot. So she's leading this conversation with Amelia Howe, a senior policy associate at the American Alpine Club, and Cody Camerlin, a board member for the Salt Lake Climbers Alliance. The question they're tackling is, how can we make Salt Lake's climbing gyms a more inclusive space? It's Monday, March 7th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Uh, so I usually write the CityCast newsletter. My name is Madeline, but I'm so excited today to be joined by two friends and fellow climbers, Amelia and Cody. Welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you for having us. So excited for this conversation. Absolutely. I will say that as three people that love climbing, we can acknowledge a deep love of sport, but then also with things we love, we can acknowledge too there's space to make them better. Uh, and I'll put it first on the table. I think that climbing gyms, that oh man, I'm like nervous to say it. I think that there's a lot of space for improvement on inclusivity. I just uh, don't always want to walk into a climbing gym and feel like people are staring at my butt. I'll say it. I understand that that's part of how we climb it all and the way that the spaces are constructed. But I do believe that there's a lot of masculinity in those spaces and the space can feel like it's designed for and perpetrated by uh, a masculine identity. Yep, I'm totally there with you, Madeline. I'm so glad. Um, as a woman and, um, you know, a climber who climbs, you know, moderate grade range, I think I feel intimidated every time I walk into a new gym. Um, and I typically refuse to go alone is another thing I'll add. Um, I find that going to a climbing gym alone feels like a really intimidating experience, even though I've been going to climbing gyms now for like four or five years. Um, yeah. So that feels noteworthy. And I think a lot of it is, um, you know, I've walked into a climbing gym recently and I walked by probably 32 men, five of them shirts off, lots of yelling. And then there were like yelling. three women. <laughs> yeah, And that is sort of like just setting me up to feel slightly intimidated. Yeah, I don't think that uh, the standard climbing gym experience is as inclusive as we like to say it is. Um, hmm. I think a lot of us who would be like considered in that mix, um, will say, yeah, it's certainly inclusive. Like I go into any gym and I can make friends easily and I can fit in. And that's because you have a lot of privilege and, and like, I can use like my experience in a gym as an example, like as a cis hetero, neurotypical able-bodied male, I walk in and I know the language of either just bouldering or comp style climbing or sport or anything like that. I can climb moderate and moderately hard grades and that gives you a certain level of like entree into like being accepted quickly. But if you don't have any of that, yeah, I don't think that it's a super positive experience because it's also set up to have a ranking system with the grade system. It's unlike a lot of sports where like immediately, you know, how good somebody is. And even if they're able to get through certain grades, you can critique their movement and their flow and all these different things and people are doing that and you can hear them doing that because they're standing right near you and yeah i think that creates a very uh 
a very complex environment, but one that certainly is not welcoming to especially newer climbers or, or single um, cis trans femme or gender fluid um, women. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of improvement that can be made. It's been a complicated space and a complicated pandemic, but we have this opportunity as we start to gather again and climb together indoors to maybe turn the tide towards a place of inclusion. I think it starts with the staff. Um, A lot of the times it starts with the first people you're encountering when you walk into a gym. Are they looking at you in a way that maybe makes you feel like they can tell you're coming into the gym for the first time? Are they asking you presumptive questions and using jargon right off the get-go? I think some of those things can feel really off-putting from a new climber um, right away. It's kind of setting the space for you to feel small or othered or as though you aren't a part of the quote-unquote club. I, I think a lot of staff members are extremely welcoming, but it's that doesn't come from staff alone. That needs to come from leadership and sort of trickle down into the entire space. Like, how are we looking at new climbers? Are we assuming that they're lesser than or are we welcoming them with open arms and excited to bring them along with us in the journey? I'll just keep mine like focused on like my ilk. So like cis hetero males and that I think that we bring so much toxicity into these spaces. I want to say without knowing it, but I think we know it. Um, and, hmm. and so some friends and I have talked about like being quote good bros and and so what that looks like sometimes is you know you and you've heard this before like your friend will fall off of a v6 let's say and i'll say oh my gosh i can climb v10 but i can't send this v6 making sure everyone knows around you that he's stronger than that and and so we'll call each other out like hey be a good bro like that's not okay because that impacts everyone around them that creates such an unwelcoming environment and it, it just draws these lines that and you watch people just pick their stuff up and walk away and it's it's disgusting it's not what we want to be creating as climbers and as citizens and neighbors and and you know friends and i think that we as again as cis hetero males need to be better about and i'm choosing to say calling each other out on this and not calling each other in because it it needs to be a little more bold than that like there are a lot of routes in the gym and a lot of problems and maybe you want to get on that one, that one right then, but just walk away, do a different <laughs> one, and come back to it later because no one's impressed and you look as dumb as we all know. Or yeah, you just it makes you look dumb. <laughs> you look as yeah. dumb as you feel. Exactly. Folks. Like yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel tough. It yeah, all that just has to go away. And again, I think we have to be calling each other out on that. Yeah, absolutely. Based on everything we just talked about, a couple of rapid fire questions, some do's and do nots, we might say, on how we can be more inclusive in the gym. Uh, first, matter of opinion, shirts off? Ever? Keep them on. <laughs> and this is as someone who used to take his shirt off because he had a big ego. Yeah. Just ask yourself how it makes other people feel. I'm just going to use like really casual, loose language. So a bro takes his shirt off uh-huh. to be tough and to, you know, to blah. And then a woman takes her shirt off and suddenly she's sexualized. So there's a big difference there and people need to be aware of that. So leave the shirts on. I don't want your sweat on my holds anyway. Leave it on. (laughs) (laughs) Second rapid fire question. Unsolicited beta spraying. And for those that may not be climbers, uh, that's giving people advice about their route. Don't do it. If I'm not asking for your advice, I probably don't want it. I'm trying to figure it out on my own, but I know that your intent is probably kind, but I still don't want it. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> okay, we've got some agreement. Staring. Open, openly staring at people on their roots. 
I could not feel more uncomfortable <laughs> when you're staring at me while I'm trying a boulder. Especially when I'm wearing leggings or a sports bra or whatever it is, like, please just like glance and look away. I don't need you judging me um, on how I'm climbing or what I'm wearing. And it's, it's not very, it's not very respectful. Don't do it. It's, it's tough because I, I want to not agree because I'll stare because I'm legitimately watching for beta, if I'm, especially something if it's a really hard climb that I can't figure out. But intent versus impact. So don't stare. After they're done, if they send, ask for the beta in the area, the crux section that you're having a hard time working. I like you, the you intent versus mind. impact though. That's yeah. that's true. I think sometimes like we watch competition climbers climb and it's really cool to watch people sort of look like ballerinas on a climbing wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I want to ask a question. Okay. Asking people out at the gym, yes or no? Ooh. I would love to know the answer to this because it's like if we say meet people where they're doing this thing, the thing you want to be doing, then do you get their information and ask them out after or and then everyone's afraid to like speak to people in person now so then you ask them out what on instagram like a weirdo like I, <laughs> I think okay so i think there's a lot of layers here right we're all individual people that enjoy thing doing things we love i am in favor of a first date at the climbing gym though complicated i think that it can work under the right circumstances i am not in favor of being asked out of the gym because here's my theory on this. If you took everything we just said and replaced the front or momentum with 24-hour fitness, it would not be okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I went to the weight rack and I just saw this woman and I just had to ask her out. And I could tell her vibes were good. It's just like, it's absolutely not. But because climbing is so social, I think we think we get a free pass. It's hard when I do feel like, especially in the pandemic and, you know, all of these things we've been going through in the last couple of years, like what Cody hit on, like, are we only allowed to online date or like swipe to date now? Oh, or like, so what, what about like meeting people at the bar? What about is the coffee shop at the climbing gym an okay place to ask someone out? It's I'm just so going to follow someone up the stairs, offer them a coffee yeah. and then I'll but ask But then you're looking out. at their button. We already <laughs> talked then, about that. We're looking at <laughs> I think also you might be pulling me back into the gray area because it's true. Like, how else are we supposed to have human connections? I just like, I would say friends, just go in caution. Do you know what I mean? Just like we can't assume that someone doing something they love means that it's 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 an open invitation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Intent versus impact, like Cody mentioned. I think that's very big here. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like coming down off of a route and someone being like, hey, you looked really good up there. Oh, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like oh. going to the gym to troll for a date. No, but if it happens, you've seen someone there time and time again, and you have a good connection and a vibe, and like, oh, hey, yeah, can we do something other than climbing together sometime? Man, if you're gonna be asking people out at the climbing gym, can you also like ask people out at your local coffee shop or like go to some cool community events, go to an art gallery? Like, don't make the front the place where you go to meet. Agreed. People that you want to date. There's like there we all have so many diverse interests. Like it doesn't have to be a farming ground for uh, mm -hmm, intimacy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I have another rapid fire question. Hit us. Who locally is doing the work to sort of change the climbing scene in the Salt Lake community, and why should we know about them? Um, there is Color the Wasatch. 
uh, focused on building uh, communities of color, so for BIPOC climbers. And there's also the Slack group, so Salt Lake Area Queer Climbers. And then there's also the Salt Lake Climbers Alliance. I'd be remiss if I don't mention uh, (laughs) the work that we do. Yeah, and then I'll just flag also um, my partner used to work for the National Ability Center, and they do adaptive climbing work. And then also, I mean, we do have uh, the USA Climbing um, headquartered here, and they have a whole community and education program. So there's no reason that folks shouldn't be reaching out to them to see what they can do to get more involved in the uh, local community. It's like contact your legislators, but it's contact. Yeah, your governing body. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I love that call to action. (laughs) Amelia, Cody, thank you both so much for being here today. I hope that this spring brings many fruitful climbs to you and uh, that your community only soars. Yeah, thank you for having us. I, uh, I look forward to seeing how great this community can can be. And we're already great and only get better. Yeah, thanks so much, Madeline. It's been such a good conversation. And I'm with Cody. I think we're doing a great job. And we have a learner's mindset as climbers. So let's just keep learning and growing mm. and welcoming more and more people into the sport because we all love it. So we why not bring more people in? Hard things. Absolutely. Yes, love it. Hi there, it's Allie again. Here's a little news before we go. Salt Lake County wrote a development plan for the West Bench of Salt Lake, which covers the Ochre Mountains and their foothills, an area of the county that's currently unincorporated. The plan outlines what will become available for development, aka new housing, and what is preserved for conservation and recreation. Right now, that includes a large waterfowl refuge near the Great Salt Lake and a west side extension of the Bonneville Shoreline Trail. However, there is one element of the plan still in contention, and that's whether or not to develop Coon Canyon, a currently pristine wildlife corridor that the Ochre Foundation says is not worth destroying in order to build homes higher up in the canyon. But as of right now, the county has marked that area for development in their current draft of the plan. The entire plan's approval process is advancing through the Salt Lake County Council, which means that if you would like to have input on the future of Ochre Canyon, it's a good time to get to know your county council member, not city, county, and let them know where you stand. You can read the county's draft development plan for the unincorporated areas of the West Bench at slco.org slash westplan. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. If you like talking about Salt Lake things with us, will you tell your neighbor about the show? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Yeah, it's like we can study our behavior so closely when we're all sweating and yelling and are like 50 feet off the ground. (laughs) And there's such a vulnerability there.